Hey there, crafter with a full-time job. If you're looking for a way to make extra income, extra 10K in your sleep from SVG cut files in the next 12 months, I'm Jeff and I am here to help you. Sign up for my free masterclass below and get my secrets for building a successful six-figure SVG business. So you can quit your job, you can cut down your hours to spend more time with your kids. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing today? Jav here and today I have a special guest for another amazing interview i will be inviting chelsea from your routine queen to join us and talk about the female and masculine energy in your business using the female and masculine energy in your business to grow your business to the next level hello hey. hello hello how are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, my time, but I know it's obviously a different time your end. <laughs> we it's like 10 p.m. So <laughs> I love I, that. Hello, hello. I'm I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, I just loved your energy when we met during that chat, and I was like, she's so fun. And ah, I try. <laughs> I, I, I got this feeling of warmth, and it was so welcoming. Just. Hmm. It's an absolute honor and pleasure to have you here with us, with my audience. So thank you so nice. much for taking time out. Of course. But Welcome. I'm excited to speak to your audience and just get to know more. When, when I met you and heard your story of what you did as an entrepreneur in college and now helping so many other people to think really outside the box about how you can make passive income, it's just so impressive. I've been in and out of the entrepreneur space in so many different ways in my professional career and when you can do something like that with the vision of creating the passive income, like I know that you're a visionary, so I was excited to team up and hopefully bring some value. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, you have a very unique topic to talk about for the interview and I'm yeah. so dive in. So tell us about yourself, a little in your background. Yeah, I'll give you the Chelsea 101, just in case some people who are tuning in can relate to different parts of my, my journey, if you will. So my professional background was actually as a startup lawyer. So I had a psychology degree from undergraduate college, didn't really want to be a psychologist. So I took that degree on to law school and did very well in law school. I enjoy learning any lifelong learners in the audience, like definitely feel free to chime in. And I hadn't really thought about the actual lifestyle. And so once I got out of law school, I was a bit of a type A personality at the time was very much in the trauma response of just people pleasing and was able to really get lost in that career. Like I was good at what I did. And if any of your listeners have been in a space where you were like in corporate and doing a good job, but then is it really fulfilling? Is it filling your soul? And for me, at that period in my life, I really got very like disconnected from my purpose and from the vision of the impact that I really wanted to make and from the gifts that just naturally come to me. And I just like had my blinders on to be in this space. But then I started to look at, I was actually a lawyer to creative entrepreneurs, like someone like you, I might've set, set up your LLC or designed contracts or releases for people to sign to come onto your podcast. So I did some really cool stuff. But at the end of the day, 
I got to a place in my life and my career where I just had to really look at everything and be like, is this a life by design for me? Or is it a life that I kind of just stepped into? Or many of us kind of just step into what I should, like a life of shoulds. You should go to law school. You should get married. You should do this. You should do that. And so I had been pursuing coaching um, training. I'm a lifelong learner. So even while I was practicing law, I was going to school to become um, a certified coach. And then I just over the past, I would say eight or nine years, have had my hands in so many different paths of working with people in direct sales, being a leader in network marketing myself, being a business coach, a social media strategist. And it was really about in like September of 2021, I think a lot of us have been in the space of like, what do I really want to be when I grow up? And, you know, I'm almost 39 years old and I'm figuring out what do I want to be when I grow up? And I realized that so many of the people that I loved helping in all of those different ways had something in common, that they were big visionaries and they were big creatives or spiritual entrepreneurs or leaders doing something that like they were the leader that others were going to be following. Uh-huh. And I realized I loved helping those people. And so when I heard what you were doing and, you know, just it doesn't have to be a specific industry or a specific niche. It's if you have that big vision, if you know that you're meant to be here to, to really impact a lot of people. That's who I enjoy working with is like the big thinkers. And so I launched uh, Your Routine Queen. I have Your Routine Queen podcast. I'm very active on Instagram. And I just started rebuilding an online business from scratch, uh-huh. be, like wound everything else down that I was doing, sold a network marketing business, wound down my old website and was like, I'm just going to personally do what I teach and demonstrate that it works and start something from scratch with a brand new brand, a brand new mission. And so now I'm here really committed to helping bring all of my knowledge and coaching and expertise and background mistakes and really committed to helping people who are light workers, healers, visionaries, big thinkers, sensitive souls, to really make a plan of how you can show up online because it can be overwhelming. Like you make this all look so easy, but really running an online business and getting to the level where things can be automated or making all of those decisions, it can be very overwhelming for some people. I agree. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by my Ivy League standard SVG business coaching program, SVG Superstar, where you not only learn to design SVGs, but also how to sell those designs to make money in your sleep. To learn more about my program, sign up for my free masterclass via the link in the description. And I, I love, I love your story. Like a lot of people are just stuck in their day job, which it yeah. which find fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus they're scared to make the move. So I really love mm-hmm. you. You made the switch to something like you realize I'm not happy in this job. So I have to make yeah. this and, and you had the courage to do that. So where did you get that courage? And- mm. <laughs> It's a really good question. I feel like it's kind of a trite saying, but in my life I have felt this several times, is that you have a breakdown right before a breakthrough. And I like was literally breaking down parts of my life. So at at the time when I really kind of hit rock bottom of being like, I have to make a change, right? Because people make change, big change, based on too much pain or desiring pleasure so strongly that it's like painful, right? For me, it was kind of a mix of both. I had this desire of pleasure. Like, I know 
my life can feel more joyful. I know that I can feel healthier. I was having a lot of health issues at the time because of the stress. And then on the flip side, I was like the pain, right? I was just unhappy. I was having anxiety attacks. I was in a marriage that was very toxic and constantly cutting me down and trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And so I just got to this place where I was like, once I started making one change, it just became this like, you know how they say an onion has so many layers. Once I was like, oh, I'm going to leave my apartment and give myself and my now ex-husband space. It just became this catalyst of like, do I even want to be practicing law? Do I even just asking myself questions? And I think the big shift, like when you just said courage, I didn't feel courageous at the time. But what I realized is that I was just getting so much more connected to my honesty about who I am. I think it was really the beginning of my own spiritual awakening of like what my purpose is. And so it just became this like once I was in motion, I was in forward motion, right? And just kept getting curious without judgment. Because I think sometimes when you want to make a change, it means, oh, I did everything wrong before. And yeah. so instead of like beating myself up, I was just like, I'm moving forward because I know better now. I'm moving forward and making a change because I feel more drawn instead of just sitting there, which many of us can do and just be like, well, my life is crap now because of all the bad decisions I made. And then that guilt, that shame really doesn't serve anyone. Yeah. And so I just got into this like observer status, like investigating what I did like in my life, what I didn't like in my life, and just kind of swapping things out. <laughs> it was kind of messy. I don't recommend doing it all at once if you don't have to, but <laughs> that was my choice. <laughs> but you made it through and you're here. I did. Here. I did. So the topic, going to today's topic, dancing in the duality of masculine and feminine energy. Yeah of running an online business. So can you tell us more about this? What do you mean by masculine energy? Yeah. For me, this is something totally new and I'm sure. Oh, fun. Okay. So this is, this is something I've been really playing with because as there's so many parts of my personality. So I'm very into human design. If anybody listening is in, I'm a one, three generator. And so I'm all about like details and process and making things easier for other people and, you know, as the former lawyer, it's very easy for me to be like, oh, let's just make you a business plan. Let's make a spreadsheet. Let's make a checklist. Let's make a routine. Right. And that a lot of that energy can feel very masculine, meaning like, you know, all about the doing, focusing on the planning, the tasks, like an element of control and creating a foundation and in creating part of the reason I thought about this for your audience is in order to create automation and passive income, there have to be a lot of micro decisions that go in an order that makes sense. What software am I gonna use? What offering am I gonna make? What pricing? So there's a lot of like, blah, 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 like masculine doing, sitting down and logging in and banging out your funnel, right? Whereas the feminine energy as it translates into online business is more about being open and in that abundance and receiving mode and manifestation and leaning into kind of that flow of like, listening to your body. What do I feel like doing today? Even if you had something on your list of like finish funnel, right? And you're like, but I feel like connecting and networking today. And so finding this balance, and I've been exploring this a lot lately, because as I create programs and support for my students, what I've been realizing is if we can kind of front load some of those micro decisions, and be in the masculine energy, it almost can allow you to be both to say, I've made these foundations 
You know, I've like set up this funnel. I've set up my ad structure. I've set up whatever's going to give you passive income or new leads coming in. And so you can be in that wave of masculine of like taking care of your business. And then the more set it is, you can get out and be more flowy in that abundance mode, have your mindset practice, be in the receiving mode, you know, focus on your meditation. And I think sometimes we think about it as like two very separate seasons. And what I'm really trying to help myself on my own journey and my clients and students see is that it can be a little bit of both that you can really set up something today that's going to be one step closer in the routines and the automation and allow yourself to be in that flow and the receiving and really tuning into what lights you up about running your business. That's really where the feminine is going to say, focus on the being, like how you are, your energy, your frequency, whereas the masculine energy is more about the doing, the tasks, the to-do list, the checking things off, the making decisions. And so exploring how you can be in flow in both. And I know this is a new topic. So does that make sense to you? Can you relate yep. it all to that? Yeah, I can totally, it totally makes sense. Like what yeah. is, I can now differentiate what comes under masculine yeah. and what under feminine. Yeah. So uh, thanks. Thanks a lot for that. So a lot of my, uh, a lot of people from my audience are like, yeah. and like they have full-time jobs and they're, totally. craft, and they have crafting business. So uh, like in a crafting business, mm -hmm. what, if you're being creative and yeah. are creating and designing something, so will that be classic yeah. feminine energy? I think, yeah, I think it would be. I was thinking about that for your audience that like the creation mode, like if you, and especially depending on your design or your personality, like a lot of creatives, once you're in the flow, like you don't want to break that. Maybe, especially if you have a full-time job or you're doing this on top of schooling, and so if you have like a day where you're just like, I, I just feel really creative, it feels really stunting to like cut that off and be like, but I got to go do my bookkeeping, right? But, but there are so many different elements of running a successful online business. And so what I encourage, especially if it's someone who's doing this on top of a busy life, a busy you know, day job, I have a toddler, like even if you're a stay-at-home mom and doing this on top, is my whole brand is about your routine queen. And I believe that if you can create routines that you can trust, like I have a two and a half year old son and his bedtime routine, like if we miss his bath, the rest of the bedtime just doesn't flow the same way. So we be like we become adults and forget that routine is really grounding. And so everything can be broken down into a routine so that you can fit it on top of your busy life, such as maybe you know that you need to be getting out and promoting your designs and, and working the methods that you teach. And so maybe part of that is content creation. And so can you learn some micro decisions in the masculine to then allow yourself to have a content batching system? So I teach an energized and efficient content batching for sensitive souls to be like, I know you want to be in creative flow, but you also want to step back and see some of the benefits of being organized or being planned so that maybe it's Monday nights. I only have two hours to work my business and that's when I'm going to be in creative for content. And maybe Wednesday nights, I'm going to be in creative for actually creating designs. And so there's always like the making, the promotion, those can be very creative. And then of course, there's, as your business grows, there's going to be tracking leads or, you know, figuring out how you could do an upsell to past clients and, and, you know, looking at how can you grow the business. And if you can bring like, some structure, some routines, some frameworks to some of those, 
then it actually allows the creative mind to be more excited because you're like, okay, I just got to do this thing, but then I get to be in creative flow or you, it feels safer because you're like, I don't want to create content tonight, but I actually don't have to, so I can go do something fun. And so it allows you to like kind of be your own parent. You know, there's this concept as an entrepreneur that so many of us are used to having an employer and us being the employee. And yeah. so when you become a business owner, even with as much structure, and I know that you have programs and courses. And so even if you have laid out what people can be doing, there's still going to be the, but nobody's here to tell me I have to do it today. And so figuring out like it can almost be this dance between being the employer of like, here's the things you have to do. And then being the employee, even as an employee, depending on your role, obviously, um, you might have some flexibility, some freedom to say, oh, I'm going to do this on Friday and this on Monday, as long as I get everything done, right? And mm -hmm. so I think creating some of these routines, especially if you're doing a crafting business on top of a full-time job, is like looking at all the tasks that you know you should be doing to run an online business, because it's not just the creative, it's then creating and then promoting and then figuring out the selling. And I know you teach you know, automations and all of that. And so it's nice to think that running an online business as a creative is only going to be the creative part, but it really isn't until you can get to a place where you can automate or delegate. There's like all these mini decisions, but the yeah. more you can create like routine rituals, consistency. Um, I resisted that at first because I was like, I like to be in flow. I like to be spontaneous, but I realized yeah the more I could create just routines around it, habit stacks, you know, like it could be, I was working with a client who does have a full-time job and we spent a coaching session looking at her morning routine and her evening routine. And she was like, I feel like I'm wasting time with you because we should be talking about my business. And I was like, honey, if you can't <laughs> nail your morning and evening routine and you work all day, there's going to be no business. So right. True. And so, Sometimes it's actually about the routines in your life that do or do not set you up to be successful in your business because okay. how you, how you okay. do anything is how you do everything. And so if you have no routine yeah. in your life, there's going to be no routine for you to be able to step in and run your business. So true. And I love that. I love that you emphasized on that so much. Like you have to have some sort of routine. Like yeah. even, if you are, even if you are, you have all the freedom to, be yourself like have your mm -hmm. own well it's uh because uh, a lot of people when they come from working a mm -hmm. nine five job and uh, uh the idea that uh, with the when you have a your own business you have all that freedom to do right literally anything you want whenever you want yeah however it, it becomes a problem uh when you don't have a set routine like uh, yeah like, this day you have to do the promotions you this day you have yeah. to do the so it's good to have that in place so thanks for emphasizing that yeah yeah because you still get to be the one designing it you know you can really a lot of what i teach is um i teach a framework uh a-l-i-g-n-e-d so aligned and like a little acrostic of each of the letters and it it teaches you how to make decisions as an online business owner so like a every decision I make has my audience at heart. If it's not going to serve my audience, why am I doing it? My business is to serve my audience. And then, you know, L is going to be laser focus. Is this decision bringing me in alignment with my laser focus? I try to work on having aligned priorities and set goals. And then, you know, so it helps me for anybody who maybe 
No, no, I feel like someone in your audience needs to hear this. So if you, especially if you have a day job and you have been saying, I'm going to hit six figures, I'm going to launch this thing. I'm going to, maybe it's just, I'm going to make a thousand dollars a month. Like it doesn't have to be huge, but if you've been saying you would do something and then not, and then saying you would do something and then not doing it, saying you would do something, not hitting that goal. It actually erodes the trust that you have in yourself. Wow. I did not know that. Right. Well, think about it. If like, let's say that you and I were working together on a project and you kept saying, okay, I'll take care of that. I'll take care of that. I'll take care of that. And you didn't, I'd be like, I'll just go do it myself. Why don't you just be honest and say, you're not going to do this. Right. But we have this, you know, especially if you are a visionary and you're an entrepreneur, you're like, I'm going to hit six figure this year. Right. But then if you're not taking the mini routines and steps and micro decisions and commitments and daily showing up for your business, you're not actually embodying the version of you that is going to be a six-figure business owner. And so the daily choices, like one of my clients, I just helped her just develop a little conversational mantra of saying, you know, I'll use my name. Would six-figure Chelsea do this? Would six-figure Chelsea hit snooze and ignore the fact that I committed to working out at five in the morning, for example? Or, you know, would six-figure Chelsea underprice? And just be like creating coupon codes and negotiating rates or would I stick to my value? Would, would, and so even just like envisioning if that is your goal or would, would full time, like maybe some of your crafters do want to go full time with this. Maybe they don't, but for the, it's like, would the version of me that needs to show up do this? And if it's a no, then just be aware that you're making a conscious choice that's going to erode that trust that you have in yourself. Because then over time, if you're like, Okay, for it, think about if you're telling your family, okay, for real, guys, I'm going to do this now. Okay, maybe you've said it nine times, right? And so you're doing that to yourself. And so instead of beating yourself up, you can be in that observer mode and be like, would successful Chelsea do this? Eh, I don't think she would. Maybe I should make a different choice. Or she would but she doesn't know how. And so maybe I need a routine here. Maybe I need a mentor here, or maybe I need to learn a new skill here because sometimes it is like a gap of knowledge. You don't know what you don't know until you're like in it as an entrepreneur. And so you might need skills or knowledge or mentoring to shorten that to like quantum leap your support. But for a lot of us, it's just like the little micro decisions we make throughout the day, either serve our goals or detract from them. So true. Micro decisions are extremely important if you want to set, mm -hmm. set yourself up for success. Like if you want to reach that big goal, yes. make sure you take those tiny, tiny steps and you show up and you do the work. I I think Sounds so easy, right? <laughs> if it was easy, everybody would already have reached their goals. <laughs> it's hard, but you got to yeah. do what you got to do if you want to be yeah. successful. Yeah. Now, when you started your business, did you set a monetary goal of like, I want to hit six figures while still in college? Like that was super impressive. Or did you just love it so much? Like how did it unfold for your path? So I, when I was starting out, I didn't really have a set goal. I was just yeah. doing just whatever. Doing. I was doing. Yeah. Uh, like if I made a couple of uh, extra bucks, uh, I would be very happy. I would go on mm -hmm. a vacation. So yeah, but at that time I wasn't so organized and aligned. Like I wasn't really thinking from like a business woman perspective. I was sure, sure. fun with the whole idea yeah. of I've got a business and I'm making extra cash. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's so cool. That's 
my vibe. I wasn't really serious about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, like setting goals and uh, the surprising and the funny thing is like I started goal setting after I graduated, like yeah. after uh, like four years after I, I started my business. At that time, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like, I this should be a real thing now. I've graduated. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of time to really learn about what it takes to be an entrepreneur and yeah, sure. Uh, uh, and how to become a more su successful version of myself. It's mm -hmm. a long time to get here. Yeah. But yeah, it was a long journey. Yeah. Well, and what I love, so something you just described is you were just allowing yourself to be very much in the feminine flow if we were to come back to the topic. So, and that, that can work for some people, right? Or for a chunk of time, like just be, you know, being out, being in that vibration, making connections, let it really tuning into like what feels right without worrying that you're doing it wrong. I do think that there's some negative to how much information there is online now, because we can feel like, I don't know enough. I need another certification. I need to take another course. And we can really be in the masculine on so many things that we could just trust ourselves. Like some of it is about intuition. Like, do you need another certification? I don't know. Maybe, you know, so many of my answers to my clients are like, do I need a website? Do I need this? Do I need that? And I'm like, I, maybe let's talk about some of your goals first. Let's figure it out. And uh -huh. I think so many people are trying to model their business on somebody else's business that was so many micro decisions to develop theirs, right? And so we can't copy and paste one another. Like some people might look at my, I, similar to you, I'm very focused on like evergreen content, automation. I'm stepping into it. I still have a long ways to go to really get to where I want to be of like really building the infrastructure of this new business. And some people will look at me and be like, that's too much work. Like that's too much strategy. Thinking about your funnels or creating these, you know, sequences of emails, like just be in flow. And I'm like, yeah, but my personal goal is to make it so that my business is at a place of like 80% automation by the time my son is of school age. So I can be a really hands-on homeschool mom and grow my business. Uh -huh. So if someone who doesn't care about having that same like committed time freedom came in and tried to copy and paste my business plan, it would be way too much work to achieve maybe a very different goal. And I think that's where sometimes we, you know, you can scroll on Instagram and see sponsored ads of like, you know, I just saw one this morning that said, this free masterclass will teach you how to go from no business to seven figures in, I think, it, I think it was 30 days. And like, this is what's, what we're bombarded with, right? It's unrealistic expectations. Maybe one person out of a bajillion is going to be able to do that. And so then you feel like a failure and like you need to go into your masculine and learn and get this. Oh, there must be something wrong with me yeah. if I couldn't do that, if I couldn't be that one out of a bajillion. And so I think there's the negative of how much information there is and unrealistic expectations and highlight reels instead of us. Like if we were just in a room, maybe if there was you, me and 10 other entrepreneurs, we would just like shoot the shit and be honest and be like, here's what's happening. And here's, you know, Facebook ads aren't working anymore or whatever. We would just be like leveling. But for some reason, when it's like putting yourself out online, there's this element of like, well, I should be putting my best foot forward. I should be attracting people so they know that I'm real, giving myself credibility. 
And then we just all compare ourselves to each other's highlight reels instead of being like, here's what's really going on. I was up for three nights in a row trying to figure out why this email sequence isn't triggering. <laughs> and my assistant can't figure, you know, like that's the realness of running an online business that leads to passive income that leads to automation is like, I'm trying to, I'm launching a brand new um, masterclass during Mercury and retrograde, my assistant lives in the Philippines and they haven't had in, um, power or internet for three days. And so I'm like, okay, it's going to happen exactly when it's going to happen. But I'm taking the steps to make sure that it's moving forward and not just like, okay, scrap that plan. And so there's always this balance of like making the decisions, making the plans, moving things forward, but then being like, okay, some element of divine timing, like you can't control everything. So but if true. at the end of the day, I can be like, I did a bunch of things today that I really think are going to move the needle forward. I touched this routine. I touched that routine, you know, like content creation, delegation, bookkeeping, like some of the things that I don't like doing, I create routines around and I put them into my calendar and make sure that I'm showing up as the version of me that is that six-figure business owner because a six-figure business owner doesn't ignore their bank account for, you know, the whole year and then give their accountant big messy boxes of receipts or whatever. And so there's roles that you need to play. And when you're first just starting out, it's like, oh, I get to design. This will be fun. This will be creative. Yeah. And you shouldn't be scared away from the side that is running a business. You know, you can be, you can make everything fun. You can choose to make things fun or you can choose to make things hard. You can choose to delegate things you don't desire to do, or you can choose to like hold on to it and hate every second of it. And so that's why every single entrepreneur's journey is unique. So true. So and true. finding a mentor like you, finding a mentor like me, like for depending on what you need at that time, you might need skill set of like, how do I run this particular type of crafting business? Well, yeah. you should be hanging out here on this feed, right? If you're like, how do I start to develop routines? Or how do I... Like, um, I, I just collaborated with someone who has beautiful temp like Canva templates to help you start showing up online. Like it's really about discernment of what do I, what do I truly need? If I'm not caught up in my ego or comparitis or wanting to look like their highlight reel, like if I really think about what if, you know, six figure, seven figure, whatever version of Chelsea would do, it wouldn't, I think for any of those levels, it wouldn't be scrolling on social media and comparing yourself. It wouldn't be, you know, saving a bunch of TikTok trends that you're eventually going to do, but not doing them. Like, we all know there's certain things that are not moving our business forward. And then we want to start to fill those with routines that actually will move us forward. Yeah. Like, have, like have your goals and yeah. whatever you do in your routine, make sure that it's aligned with your goal. A hundred percent. What I teach, the verbiage that I use is... Figuring out it, you can change this monthly or quarterly or yearly. It really is going to depend on what level you are in your business. But mm -hmm. I teach having one aligned priority, three supporting goals, and then every single week when you make your weekly to-do list, let's say, then it's about making sure that a majority of those tasks you're committing to go in alignment with one of those goals. So for example, it might be um, you know, I desire, maybe your number one aligned priority is to create a paid uh, group or uh, like a course. Maybe you want to launch a course on Teachable or launch a course somewhere. And so if that's your number one aligned priority, you know, one supporting goal might be finding a, a graphic designer who's going to help you design slides let's, and le let's. learning. Yeah, go ahead. 
Can I pause? Uh, can yeah. I intro? Of course. Uh, a, 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 a majority of my uh, audience are yeah. like have a crafting related business. So let's Perfect. say, yeah, you want to somebody wants to start selling SVG cut files like it. Yes, digital cut files. So in that. So scenario, let's talk this through. So what <laughs> if? So let's say the number one aligned priority was getting to the place where you would be like ready to begin monetizing that. So let's hear from your perspective. What would be three realistic goals for someone to focus on? If they did not have a business right now, what would be three core areas that you would recommend they set a goal around? Could be design skills, could be like, what are the first three things that come to mind for you? So the first thing would be how much money you want to make and yeah. when, by when do you want to make it? Yeah. First and foremost, go and figure that out. Yep. Second thing, I want to know how can I learn to design? Where yeah. can I design? And then where can I learn to sell? Because designing mm, is two different things. Yeah. So I love that. So this is such a great example because the number one aligned priority would be like birthing this out to the world, right? Like how maybe your number one aligned priority is having my first sale go through because that would mean all the micro decisions have worked, right? And then you have one around financial, one around skill set, how do I design? Mm -hmm. And one around how do I get this out there and the decisions that are going to go through there. And as someone starting out, especially if they already have a full-time job, it might even be that one of those goals becomes their aligned priority. Maybe for two months, they're just learning the skill of designing. And so maybe their three supporting goals are to find a mentor, to carve out time. So you can break things down if you're feeling, especially if you have that full-time job or that busy life to say, you get to choose what your number one aligned priority is. If you want things to move quickly, then you really want to break down and have some big powerful supporting goals. But if it's a season of life that like, you know, when you were in school, I'm sure there was periods of time where you're like, I'm in finals. Like, I can't set a huge business goal right now. I've got to juggle all of my competing interests. Touch my business right now. Right, right. And so there's going to be seasons for all of us. And so I find this practice to be really supportive of rebuilding that trust because you might be in a season of life and business of saying, my number one aligned priority might seem small to other people. But to me, if I could actually do that, it would rebuild my trust. And then like, what are three things I could do? Like one of my clients wanted to, like her number one aligned priority was to be able to um, be ready to be able to just be ready to sell one-on-one -on -one sessions. And so it would be similar of like being ready to have your shop open and be able to sell SVG files. And so that one of her supporting goals was to make sure she's moving her body and walking for 30 minutes every day. You might think that has nothing to do with launching an SVG business, but if what you're realizing is you're not taking care of yourself, and so you're like, I'm showing up for work, I'm showing up for other people, I'm showing up for my kids. If you're, that supporting goal is, might just be what you need to flex the muscle of, okay, when I get back from my walk, I'm energized and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to tune into the course about to learn how to design because you need to like fuel your body. And so not every one of the supporting goals has to be business. If you're in a season of life of like, I just need to get the routine of being an entrepreneur down. But if you're in a focus goal area of your life, then it might be my number one priority goal is to sell $5,000 worth of files this month. How do I do that? Goal, goal, goal. And then as you look at your weekly plan, um, you know, especially if you have a full-time job, it may be that you have like an hour at night 
Maybe you have your day job and then you're going to make dinner and then you're going to get your workout in. And so if you have no plan of what you're going to do with that hour every night, then they just start to creep up and blur. And you look back on the week and you're like, I feel like I didn't even do anything for my business. I wish I had, you know? Yeah. So true. Like, uh, it, sometimes you miss out on things and then mm -hmm. you, because you don't have the time. First of all, you have a business and then you have yeah. your business, and then yeah. you have your job. So yeah. it can be really easy to get sucked into that, all those things going on and then feel mm -hmm. disappointed. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think there's a, a balance. Um, oh, I see. I've had to do that exercise regularly because I'm sitting to work on SVGs. Yeah. Especially where what you're doing is like sedentary, right? I think for many of us who have a desk business, maybe you have a desk job. And then if you're sitting down, like sometimes I'm like, I just don't want more screen time. Mm -hmm. You know, my eyes need a break. I just want to go outside and just honoring that, that you can be in the like, you can still be focused and take care of your body. You are your biggest asset in your business, especially in anything relation to design. Like if you're not feeling creative, if you don't feel excited about what you're doing, it shows in your work yeah, and that's so going to like trickle through to everything else. Like nobody's going to be buying files if you're like, I'm going to just plow through it. Right. <laughs> and it's not going to be the best representation of your designs. And so finding that, you know, it might be like, I'm a color code person. So my calendar is color coded and anything that is business is purple. And I actually include my mindset practice time in purple. I include time where I intend to go work out in purple. I have a toddler. So sometimes my, I plan a calendar and actually what happens is very different, what? but you know, just finding whatever routines or a little mindset tricks help you to see like you are an asset in your business. People are going to be, yes, excited about your designs, but like repeat customer service, people coming back, support, like so many things come back to like, is your energy good? Collaborations like this to get your name out there, you know, so much. If, if I had shown up in that networking call and had super flat energy and not been interesting and, you know, just like not shown up in a way that would have caught our conversation sparking. Like so much just comes back to who are you and how are you being and allowing some space for that feminine energy of like, what do I feel like doing while grounding it with some of the routines and micro decisions? So you're not ignoring parts of your business. So true. And uh, talking about this uh, energy again, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I think as a creative or as a crafter, as a creative person, I I tried to run away from all these admin tasks for, yeah. a, a, for a very long time. And sometimes in my business, I am in a phase like I just don't want to deal with the admin. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't want to deal with all those crap. Mm -hmm. Bookkeeping. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I know. It's, it's like the opposite. You know, you think you get into running your own business to have all this freedom. And then you're like, oh, but all the things that my job takes care of and my day job, I'm going to take care of, right? Like, oh, you know, we, we have a nanny so, to support me having time to run my business. I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, it's Wednesday. I got to run payroll. Like stuff that just gets taken care of behind the scenes in your day job. Now there's little things. And so it, it's 100% normal. You're not a bad person for not loving or like diving into every single aspect of running a business. But what I find and part of what I want to bring to the table for people that I work with is just introducing them to the steps that you should grow into. And th this is an area where there are some shoulds like, you know, as your business grows, even if you don't do it right off, 
you should, I'm speaking in, in the United States language, but you should have an, a limited liability company and get your tax number. And, you know, some of these things around like business formation, if you don't know, great, but I like to just introduce things to people. You should have contracts. You should have so many things that you just don't think about and you can get started and be messy if that's kind of your personality and you're open to that. But I think there's a lot of coaches and trainers out there that are just teaching how to sell more, how to scale faster, how to get to seven figures. And some of these coaches, like I'm always a curious mind. So I'll click through and see their offers and see their checkouts and be like, you don't even have terms and conditions. You don't have a privacy policy on your website. And I know for what you and your audience do, it might be very different, but there's certain elements of like, if you skip the basics for too long, or if you ignore your bookkeeping for 10 months, that's going to be a really crappy weekend when you've got to get yourself caught up and do all of it at once, right? Like it, it catches up. And, and the yeah. more you can just like break things down, I believe that everything you need to do to run an online business can be broken down into routines. And the benefit of starting to do that is rebuilding that trust, being like, okay, it's Monday morning. I'm supposed to map out my content for the week. I'm going to show up and do that. It rebuilds the trust and it also spreads out some of the things that you may not love doing and teaches you what you want to delegate. So you may get to a point where you're like, it's every Friday for the past six months, bookkeeping has been like a reminder on my calendar saying, check your bookkeeping for 30 minutes. I've ignored it for six months. This is something I need to hire out, right? Or it might just be like, I have been doing it, but it really drains me. And I'm bringing the awareness that spending money on outsourcing this would buy back my positive creative time. But you might not know that until you've like lived it for a little while and been like, yeah, this isn't something I'm committed to doing myself because we can invest in courses and programs and, you know, things that are going to help us in so many respects. But sometimes what we actually need to invest in is not teaching ourselves, but finding someone who loves doing what we don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. This can like really take things off your plate mm -hmm. and help you in doing things that you truly love. For example, yeah. I, I don't like cleaning. I don't like cooking. I'm yeah. Someone else do it for me. Yeah. So, so we divide the task like me and my husband because I afford a cleaner every day. So we just yeah. divide all, all the tasks. And when I don't feel like cooking, we have like a monthly subscription meal service. Oh, perfect. Right. That that's actually automating and delegating. It's monthly and it's coming to your home to take something out. Like I think sometimes we think automation or delegation has to be like really intense things, but like running your dishwasher is automation, right? Like things that we do on a daily basis, just like, you know, if you have a chat bot, that's going to help follow up with customers or something like all of these things we can do online to create passive um, connections or communications or client management. It can take this like element of strategy of thinking through your user experience, your customer journey, but it's the same as like, I'm going to put the dishes in and hit start. Like that's a bunch of little steps. It's just a very, it seems simple to us, but this, the more you create routines, the more you start to automate, start to delegate, get mentoring on areas that you aren't familiar with. It can feel as simple over time, you know? Awesome. I love this chat. It's, it's I'm learning so much. Time. <laughs> so yeah. let's do a quick recap of top five tips for crafters uh, uh, who have their own businesses. How can they yeah. improve 
your businesses, how can be they be more successful by managing yeah. masculine and feminine energies? Yeah, well, I think we'll do the top five. I'll keep my hands up so I stay on track. So I would say one, I really loved what you said about setting, just setting a monetary goal. If you're running this as a business, you don't have to feel like it's a bad choice to be like, I want to make $300 this month and just prove to myself that I can get these designs out there. I can get my crafts out there. And so I think one is having a monetary goal, treating it like a business in that respect. The second is really getting honest about how you're spending your time, especially if you have the full-time job. Do you need to be setting yourself up better with a routine in the morning, in the evening? Um, I have something I call transition to business routine where like I step into my office from downstairs. And so I might've been in toddler mom mode. How do I step up? I take deep breaths while I walk up the stairs to my office. I walk across and I pull an affirmation card, like just little tiny routines. So is there an area of your life that you need some better routine to help you show up better? Um, really thinking through making sure that you're having a mentor like you to teach some of the mechanics, like cut the learning curve. There's so many $27 courses and free classes out there. And like, sometimes you just need to say, I'm investing in myself. I believe I'm going to do this and I need to cut the learning curve by working with someone or following someone like you who can show me how to do that. There, you cannot like underestimate that. Um, four, I think would be really just looking at some of those places where, this is maybe a little bit more vague of a tip, but looking at the places where you've lost trust with yourself and setting a goal that feels realistic, that you can start to match on a daily basis, on a weekly basis to show up for yourself. Even if it's just, I'm going to turn my computer on after like shut down my work computer, open up my creative computer and spend 10 minutes. Like maybe it just needs to be something small to rebuild that trust. And then number five, I think would just be um, really looking at you are a creative. So tuning into when you feel in creative mode, accommodating for that. And mm -hmm. especially if you've taken care of some of the other stuff or delegated some of the other stuff, like if you're in that creative flow, just let yourself be in that flow because you might have your best designs, your best work come out. And so you need to have some time management to allow some pockets of time where you can just be, just be focused, just be excited. Mm -hmm. So I hope that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, love all those like you have just put them together. Easy, to, easy to digest. Super, super helpful tips. Cool, so, cool. About your your services, how can how can you benefit services and work? Yeah. So one thing is, I always love to promote other podcasts to my people and whatnot. So I run um, a weekly podcast, Your Routine Queen podcast, where I teach a lot of the methods. And in fact. If someone is interested in what I was talking about of like the number one aligned priority and the three supporting goals, feel free to follow me and DM me. Um, and I can tell you, I don't have it in front of me to know the episode number, but if you're interested in like how to have that framework, even just around the goal setting, like we were giving an example of, um, I can send that over to you. If you just DM me and say, Hey, I saw you on, on this interview, I'll, I'll know what you're looking for. And um, so I'm very active on Instagram at your routine queen. And I have one-on-one -on -one and group programs of how to support uh, really entrepreneurs who are in the spiritual space. I work primarily with individuals who are launching more of like coaching courses, programs, bringing their gifts out. But I know there's a lot of multipreneurs, like people who are doing coaching and maybe the type of business that you're doing or just even wanting to get their feet wet. So many of my free resources would work for any type of business. So feel free to reach out and I can direct you. Um, but if you also have that like, ooh, I'm a Reiki master as well, or I do energy work as well. Like 
if you want to think about how this can all merge into one, that would be a really fun conversation for me to help you with. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing yeah. that. Love the link for that podcast. That sounds great. Um, touch after this, after this interview to find the link. From Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. What a fun, like, just who you get to meet and the different industries you get to talk about. Like, I love crafting. I have not turned it into a business, but now I'm very intrigued to see what you teach others and how, how you're really supporting people to bring that creative out to the world in a business with passive income. I love all of those things. So if I can do anything else to help you or anybody who's tuning in, let me know. Thank you so much. That, it, was a, it was wonderful having you. I just love your energy. <laughs> I, I get so much this warm feeling of warmth in so thank you so I much appreciate you lastly if you're looking for a way to make extra 10k in your sleep so you can cut down your hours to spend more time with your kids sign up for my free masterclass via the link in the description bye bye